All right, we now begin a whole new Masechta, Maseches Megillah, and this will be the brief introduction. The word Megillah refers to Megillah's Esther, the scroll of Esther, the book of Esther, um, which we read on the holiday of Purim. And to some degree, the Masechta is about the holiday of Purim, but really the only primary focus with regards to Purim is about the reading of the Megillah. The word Megillah itself uh, means a scroll, like the word Golel means to roll because it's rolled up. And the word Megillah can actually refer to um, the five Megillos, the five kind of smaller books there in the Tanakh. Megillus Esther is one of them. You also have Megillus Shirashirim, Megillus Rus, Megillus Koheles, and also Megillus Eicha, which are read on Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, and and Tishbab, respectively. Um, but really, we're focused primarily on, on Megillah. That's the only of the scrolls that has, there's a mitzvah to read the scroll per se. The others are minhagim, and even um, more so the obligation for Mikra Megillah, reading the Megillah and Purim, is on every individual person. So if they can't go to Minyan or something, they have to have it read for them in their home, and they can brach at home by themselves. The other Megillah is not so, they're read only in shul, and even according to the Gra who holds there is a mitzvah um, to read those Megillahs on those times, uh, you need a Minyan. Without a Minyan, no reading of Shir Shirim on Pesach, etc. The point of Pesach, it's, excuse me, the post of, point of Purim itself is Persume Nisa to publicize the nace, the miracle that happened to the Jews in the time of the Persian Empire and the, the Purim story, as I think we know. So that's what's driving. Persume Nisa publicizing the miracle is what's driving the mitzvahs of Purim, of which there are really four. The Mikra Megillah, the reading of the Megillah happens in the night and then the primary reading happens in the morning of of a Purim, more on that in the first called Mishnayas. Um, we also have the mitzvah of Mishloach Monos, sending gifts to our friends, Mishlarehu, as well as, uh, these are food gifts to our friends, um, as well as the the simcha of the, the mitzvah of the Mishta and Suda, the Purim meal, which includes um, wine, as referenced many times during different wine um, filled meals in the Megillah. So we are going to have that um, also. And then we also have the mitzvah of Matanos Levionim, gifts to the poor. Gifts to the poor is going to happen on the same day as reading of the Megillah. Um, as we'll see, that may not happen necessarily on the same day as the Suda and the Mishloch Manos. Um, but in general, Mishloch Manos is connected to the Suda because they go together. People have food and they receive those gifts of food to eat at their Purim meal. Okay, now the one thing that we have to get a little more into in the, for, for the first Mishnah would be and the difference between the observance of Purim in most towns on the 14th of Adar, whereas in Akhal Jerusalem, they celebrate Shushan Purim, as it's called, on the 15th of Adar. So what's happening over there is that throughout the Persian Empire, the fighting happened to, for their lives and destroying their enemies happened on the 13th of Adar, and then um, on the 14th they rested and therefore celebrated on the 14th of Adar, that's Purim. However, in Shusham, the capital city, it continued another day. They didn't rest until the 15th, and therefore the 15th in Shushan was uh, the day for was the day for the Yom Tov, Shushan Purim of celebration. Um, and that was sort of the special day, really the essential the essential miracle happened all in Shushan, right? Because Shushan, the capital, is where the whole God behind the scenes story took place, as is conveyed in the in the Megillah. Um, 
so that's like the special day in the uh, in some levels like kind of the primary day the problem is that shushan is there in in uh, persia and we the jews intended to come back to eretz israel and they come back to eretz israel shushan's in the rearview mirror um so they wanted to sort of have and give honor to Eretz Yisrael to also celebrate the special day of the 15th. The problem is um, how to do it. So they wanted to do it that just like Shushan was the walled city, other walled cities, meaning cities that had walls around them, would be the cities in which they would celebrate on the 15th. Um, the problem is that Jerusalem lay in ruins at the time of the Megillah reading, excuse me, of the Purim story, and therefore um, Yerushalayim, Jerusalem, would be left out, and Jerusalem would want to give cover to it as well. And therefore... Chazal set it up that any city that was walled from the time of Joshua, Yoshua ben Nun, those are the cities that would observe on the 15th, which would then include Yerushalayim. We tack it on to Joshua and Yoshua, specifically because Yoshua is the one who fought the first, led the first war against Amalek, and Amalek is seen as sort of like the nemesis, the Hashkafic conceptual um, nemesis in terms of worldview to the Jews. Um, we have three basic... Um, Whatever we, we so so when we fight with when we fight with a malik, the conflict with the malik is seen as sort of like something that's sort of um, transcendent and and global. And the first time it happened was led by Yoshua, Joshua. Therefore, he gets we we're tacking onto him. The second one, um, the second primary one, is going to happen also in the Shushan story. There was another Amalek interaction with uh, in the time of Shmuel with Shaul Amalek and so on. But that's not for now with Agag. Okay, now um, that being the case, it's going to come out that the f- that the fifteenth is celebrated in Jerusalem and other walled cities. Nowadays, we don't know which cities are walled or were walled necessarily, or they lost their walls, and therefore they will read on the fourteenth of the bracha and the fifteenth out of Suffolk. But Jerusalem remains um, the city that we do it on the fifteenth exclusively. On the fifteenth, um, ironically, Shushan itself, um, which is probably Persepolis, the city of Persepolis um, in Persia. Iran, modern-day Iran, um, would be celebrated on the 15th as well, despite not having a wall. That would be because, you know, it happened over there, so we tack it on. Um, that's true if it's Susa as well. Okay, now, that's that. Now, as far as the content of the Masechta goes, so there are basically three overarching themes, if you will. It's a short Masechta, there's not much going on, actually, but the first is the lachas of reading of Megillus Esther. Um, since we're talking about reading that, book, that scroll, so we also talk about secondarily um, the lachas of Kriya Satora in general. Um, Kriya Satora requires a minion as opposed to Kriya's Mikra Megillah. The Megillah doesn't need a minion for Megillah's Esther, but reading the Torah for public does require a minion, um, and therefore, minion happens in Shul, so we also include the lachas of Besa Knesses, um, of Shul also in the Masechta. And those becomes like the primary topic. So, structurally, you have four Prakim, fourth chapter, is the first chapter. Um, the basic point is the date on which we read Megillah, a little more complicated than I laid set forth up to now. You'll see there. Um, and then it goes on to a series of Mishnayas that are called the Ein Bain Mishnayas. Ein Bain means there's no difference between, and it will say there's no difference between A and B other than X. There's different, there's a bunch of Mishnayas with different A's and B's and different X's. Um, and we'll get to that, Bez Hashem, in the end of the first parak soon. The second parak talks about the lachas of, of the, reading the Megillah itself, um, and then we sort of lapse into the times for other mitzvahs besides for Megillah. The third chapter deals with Hilchos Besa Knesses, the lachas of what goes on in Shul, um, and also the special Torah readings that happen um, in the year. 
And in the fourth chapter, these are the bunch of various halachas also kind of connected with Shul, the Kriyasa Torahs, the halachas about Haftorahs, um, how one reads the Torah, the halachas of the Shliach Tzibur, halachas of Birkas Kohanim, so a hodgepodge of halachas that go on because of the shul in the fourth parak. And worth noting that um, the two chapters, three and four, as we have them in our Mishnayas, chapter three is called B'nai Ha'ir, and chapter four is called Hakora Omed. But in the Bavli, like if you learn in Dafyomi, in the Gemara, so it switches those around. So what we have is chapter three, B'nai Ha'ir, becomes the fourth chapter in the Bavli. And what we have is a Korah Omed, what comes the third chapter. It seems most likely that, that the ordering in our Mishnayis is correct, as that's the way it's done in the Yushalmi and the Rif, and the other Rishonim. So I'm not sure exactly why the Bavli printed the Megillah in, in a different order, um, but that's that's what it did. Okay, and with that, I think that's enough of an introduction to let us now commence with the Masechet in earnest, with uh, the first chapter of Masechet Megillah.